During the Middle Ages, Slavs were so widely used as slaves in both Europe and the Islamic world that the very word slave derived from the word for Slav, not only in English, but also in other European languages, as well as Arabic. gentlemen welcome back to black and blurred hi that's darren that's me i'm brandon we're back new series we kicked it off last week with shamika yeah mm-hmm. narratives that hurt the narrative that was a fun episode yeah, it was um she she was trying to you know she was trying to be professional at the beginning. And then she, I know, and then it opened up. Yeah, and you start talking about it, and it's, it's it hits home. Yeah, a lot it of that stuff it's frustrating. It is very frustrating. It's angering. Um, and we're going to continue hitting home today. We're going to mm-hmm. continue hitting home today. First, um, let's catch up. Any any new news you want to share with the people? Yeah. Well, we, my wife and I, just had a new. Baby boy. Oh, wish wish we had the hand clap thing. Yeah, we I got know. a bunch of Joe yeah, Biden stuff. Yeah, I know. We choose truth over facts. That's what we got. That's what we got. That's what so, we got. So, you know, I'm glad you shared that truth over a fact that you <laughs> and Holly had a baby boy. Yeah. Um Yeah, his name's Philip. Uh he's th- four weeks old now. Dang, four weeks. Yeah, maybe three and a half. I don't know. Yeah, three and a half weeks old. He was born February uh January thirteenth. So just about four weeks. Um, what is it like having ten kids? It's challenging, especially when one of them is busy. <laughs> so, if, in all reality, guys, he doesn't have ten kids. No, no, no. He has uh, four. 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 Yeah, four. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> ten, four. You know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, what's good is that when they're close in age, you can kind of sync their schedules a little bit. You know, the, the youngest three are really young. That's right. How old is Willis? The oldest, the He's oldest, the younger three, one? three, yeah, three. Well, Olivia turns two this year. Um, yeah. Willis turns four this year, but yeah. And then, and then Philip is young, young. So and Olivia you and a, Willis are on the same schedule. And then there's a twelve year old. Then there's a twelve year old. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I don't know about that life. Y'all gonna have a babysitter soon? Oh gosh, nope. Maybe about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. You know, he still eats his boogies. I once, I once, <laughs> I once posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, and I said that my family won't sit under the pastorship or shepherding and preaching of a woman, mm-hmm. and my children will not be babysat by a boy. Yeah, and and somebody was like, "All right, I get the first one, but why not the second one?" I said, "Do you have, do you have boys?" <laughs> They're they're stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're dumb. Right. My children will die. Yeah. There's something actually beautiful about the way a woman is made that it starts very early. Yeah. It's not for all girls. No, no, no. But a lot of the girls, even our youngest, nie- our nieces and our mm-hmm. family, have this desire to want to take care of our babies, and they're mm-hmm. what eight. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, by the time they're about thirteen, fourteen years old, they can probably handle that. Mm-hmm. They can take care of it. A fourteen year old boy. Nah. 
be doing Dragon Ball Z moves on my little child. Yeah. I have to kill you. Yeah. This is true. That's that's crazy. Uh, what about you? Anything new? We um, uh, is there anything new? We started this. Oh, you started it as well. Mm-hmm. We started this uh, diet because we need a diet. I just had me a cheesesteak for a lift. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you haven't actually started nah, yet. Nah, You're still waiting man. on your materials. Golly. But um, <laughs> when we started this, uh, but but it, it's here's it the sh- longer short version. The short the, we I've talked about this before, but been dealing with like depression mm-hmm. um, after our last season of life and just working through that spiritually but then now practically it's like okay some there's some things that i need to start getting back to i would really like to start getting back get i would really like to get back into muay thai training i mean i've been trying to look for places around here but exercise in general exercise in general trying to get back into that um and then eating better eating to eat better so all that other stuff because the mornings have just been super groggy and um and coffee hadn't been doing it mm. And so I feel like my diet needed to change to help with that. But then also, we found out about this thing called Magic Mind. Right. And it's supposed to be a replacement. It, uh, a replacement for coffee, um, simply because coffee, just relying on it isn't going to get the job done. I personally like the taste of coffee. Yeah. I'm a black coffee drinker. <coughs> um, racist. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Magic Mind, it replaces that, but not just because, ew, coffee bad, but because there's this down, the crash yeah. that coffee does. Well, coffee has, it doesn't contain all beneficial materials. Well, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And it's a lot of caffeine to have to drink to prevent the crash, but it inevitably comes. It inevitably comes. So with Magic Mind is matcha, which I'm still learning exactly what that is yeah it contains matcha and there are there are other ingredients on it uh adaptogens no nootropics immunity uh these are benefits of it um but one of the major benefits is like coffee makes people jittery it's never really it sometimes it does that to me but you know it messes up sleep it messes up productivity Mm -hmm. because people instead of having like energy they're jittery they're just you know boom and so some people might not know how to do that. But one thing that this has helped, because I've been taking it for about a week now, mm. just a little shot, um, a small little shot, and productivity has gone up. Mm. I mean, I just, it's, it's clear thinking. Um, I don't feel grogged down by just jitter boost, but it's just, it's more clear. And this is, the only reason I mentioned depression earlier is because that, that adds to foggy mindedness. Yeah. It's like in the morning times, it's just bad. And so... Whether you're just looking for somebody to be, as you're somebody to be productive, or even if somebody who has a foggy mind because of whatever your circumstances are, this is way better than coffee. Right. It has helped. Um, taste profile, what would you say? One to, one to five taste profile. One to five, I'd say, I mean, for an herbal supplement, yeah, I'd give it a f- three or four. Yeah, I would too, because yeah. herbal stuff I stay away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's typically nasty. Right. Um, but what's interesting is that even though I actually like these, what's interesting is that uh, what are they called? The uh, uh, espresso shots, it's like, like from mm-hmm. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like espresso shots, yeah, because it's nasty to them. Yeah, but people who don't like them still take it prescriptively right. they feel like because they feel they need it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this, this is this would be the perfect right. This is the perfect thing yeah. for that. It's a little shot. Um, you take it. 
Uh, they can send you like 30 day supplements. You can get a subscription. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, in introducing it to us, our podcast, they're listeners of the podcast. They actually provided us with a link to provide to people for over 50% off. I think it's like 56%. That's wild. So the link, I'll post that in the uh, description for you guys. It'll, it's like WW something. I forget what the actual link is, but, um, it's magicmind.com backslash black and blurred. Don't worry. And, and the code is black and blurred 2020. So the thing is this. I'm going to post that in the description, but it's only 10 days from the, from this airing. Right. That's, the, that's what they told us to say. Share it with our audience, and you have 10 days as a gift. So uh, 10 days from this airing, the moment this show airs, if you want a replacement for coffee, if you're seeking productivity, then choose this. And an immune system booth. I mean, that's vitamin yeah. C and D in it. And echinacea. Yeah. I thought it was eukinasia. Is it not? Is it echinacea? Whatever. Echinacea, definitely. Okay. But uh, this is the way to go. <laughs> it's, it's That's the way to go. I think you should look at that. Look into it. www.magicmind.com backslash black and blurred. You can use the code black and blurred 2020. So um, get on there. The link is posted in the description of this episode. Um, let's, let's, I think we should, uh, preface this episode yeah. with everything that we are about to talk about is available mm-hmm. to everyone mm-hmm. you know just like the fact that i don't know something outlandish but still true that there is no evidence for macro evolution there's there's no concrete evidence for macro evolution yet it's taught in our schools mm-hmm. i'm not going to veer too far off i just wanted to point that out um, and the things that we're talking about right now is available, but it's not taught in our schools. Now, what's interesting, something I read at the beginning of this episode that came from Thomas Sowell's book, Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Very compelling title. <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard of it, you haven't read it, buy it and read it. It's very important. He's an economist. He studies the culture. He studies people. <laughs> he studies uh, patterns and, and, and facts. He studies facts. So um, this episode, what we are talking about are slave stories people have never talked about. Mm. Maybe have never heard. Mm. In the beginning, we talked about even the word slave in our English word. Yeah. Doesn't come from black people. You hear the word slave. What do you think about? What do you think about when you hear slave? I think about the Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore City. I think about roots. That's what I think about. Mm. Roots. Mm. That's important. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna talk about that. There's a reason. Um actually that's not really what I'm gonna talk about, but the whole point I'm gonna bring it up, roots. Mm-hmm. It was important because that is. You you hear the word slave, you hear the word slavery, you think about the boats, right? <laughs> you think about uh I don't know, white evil people, white devils, you know, black helpless people. Um you know, to sum it all up, you hear the word slave and you think about the youngest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Who said that? I think it was Leon <laughs> who said Americans think the history started in 1776. <laughs> it's our good friend Leon. Shout out to Leon. What up, Leon oh, Oscar? Man. Love you guys. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's and pretty it, funny. And it's true. So, they're, yeah, they're, because they lived in Germany. Yeah. Um, they're speaking from a third party perspective as some who have lived in the States amongst yeah. Americans and outside of it um, from outside of it. <clears throat> centuries of years older yeah. than America. 
thousands of years old right. in America. And so in this in this blessed Black History Month, oh, by the way, LeBron is the all time uh scorer in mm. the NBA. Yay. He's the he's he has thrown more balls into baskets than anyone. Now, okay. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black. Okay. Now let me let me pause real quick. Let me pause. Let me get let me let me look. He's nice. Look, here's the thing. That is an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the NBA is an incredible feat. Being in the Hall of Fame is an incredible feat. Being at the top of the Hall of Fame list is an incredible feat. But in case you didn't know, Nike just put out a commercial where the where the background the background of the commercial, the audio is either from a sermon or it's a makeshift sermon yeah. preaching about Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I wish we could show that. I, sh- I, I, I should, but uh, yeah, we might show it for the YouTube yeah, watchers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's preaching of Jesus Christ, but they are replacing Christ with LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So going back to what I said, about the baskets and the balls and the NBA and the Hall of Fame, they will die and wither away. Yet Nike doesn't seem to know that. Nike doesn't seem to know that. Um, also, I think that we can help break the chains for the next generation by making sure that instead of them knowing LeBron's stat line, they should probably know who Thomas Sowell is. Yeah. They, sh- they should know who Thomas Sowell is. Um, okay, let's get to it. Uh, also, when you play twenty plus years, you know when you play twenty plus years in a league, you are gonna set some records. Well, yeah, you are gonna break records, but I mean, but he he's scored the most points in basketball ever. I understand that, Brandon. Yeah. But Kareem did it when he was playing footsketball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> asterisk to me. You know what I mean? Go ahead, go ahead. That's how it is. Look, I'm not. It's incredible. I disagree with him as a spokesperson, as a person meddling in the culture. I I pray he comes to know the Lord, um, even though he would probably tell you he is a Christian. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who knows if people are still playing that game? The Grammys. I think I saw Beyonce thanking God uh, for her album that slandered and mocked God. Um, It's interesting. Uh, So um, you hear slavery. Listeners, mm-hmm. listeners of the podcast, you hear the word slavery, and what do you think about? What comes to mind? Is it the world? Right. Like the entire world, does that come to mind? That's what I read earlier in Thomas Sowell's book, how even the very word slave is derived from the enslavement of the Slavs in Europe. It was so brutal that that's where the word slave even came from, mm. not just in English, but in European language, in Arabic. Are you taught that? Mm. Thomas Sowell highlights how there is nothing that's been more localized than American slavery. Slavery in an American mindset. It's been so localized to be like, oh, you think slavery in its United States. It's white, black. It's the issue. It's the transatlantic slave trade. Mm -hmm. Even when people reference the transatlantic slave trade. They only reference the receiving end of it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that one, interesting? One of the receiving yeah, ends. Yeah, one of the receiving ends. <laughs> it's very interesting. And so the reason we are doing this episode, we've talked about this a little bit in other episodes, is because uh, 
Um, I just read a statistic yesterday for my students. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, the, 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 less, the, the sermon I was preaching was on um, just culture and how our music and our TV is actually training us and discipling us and things like that. And I referenced James, don't be just hearers of the word, but doers. And I was highlighting how you don't just choose to not be a hearer, but a doer. Um, you, you're called to be a hearer and a doer of scripture. But if you refrain from being a hearer and a doer of scripture, you will be a hearer and a doer of something else. Mm-hmm. And I was highlighting how where we grew up, predominant music genres are. Right. Yeah. Predominant subject matter of rap. Uh, drugs, women, money. Yeah. Baltimore City, number two in the murder list right. in the United States. Number 15 in the world. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Number 15 in the world. And I asked them, do you think that they are hearers and doers? Right. But my point in bringing that up is now when we look at that, when we look at the murder rate in Baltimore City, what's it blamed on? White people? All the time. Slavery or something? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. The other thing you referenced as far as predominant subject matter in those songs, women. Yeah. Women are objectified. Women are sex objects. As a matter of fact, it's even glorified not to even commit to a woman. Mm-hmm. I've got so many of them. I ain't got time for one. 92% of the households in Baltimore City are fatherless. Right. 92%. If you look at a statistic and say 92% of the households in Baltimore City are fatherless, people will say, see what slavery did? <laughs> this is why we need reparations, man. That's what they'll say. We need some money. See what slavery did, they'll say. They're, what? Yeah. So... Um, we're here to poop on that party. Mm. Thank you, Kat, for the shirt. I'm wearing your shirt. Thank you for the shirt. Um, so, uh, in your diving into this, what are some things that you came up against in some readings? An article. (laughs) (laughs) Top 10 most proficient black slave owners. Wait a second. Time out. Hold the phone. Slave owners who were black in America. I'm going to highlight two of them, though. Let's okay. Um, and not to mention, in, in order to be a, a, a proficient slave owner in the early, what's the earliest I have here? Or, or late 1700s? Mm. You had to have some money, some wealth, some status. Money, 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 money. You know, people weren't, people didn't come to this country and go, "Ewey, black people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, away. Yeah. Let's separate each other. Yeah, yeah. You're cattle. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that people actually knew that white people were slaves in America. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't so. know if they know that. Yeah. Okay. This was, this was uh, solely an economical and classist issue. Mm-hmm. Rich black people enslaved poor black people mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. There's a woman by the name of Elizabeth Fraser Skelton. Um, she owned hotels. Uh, she owned hotels in 1847. Um, she belonged to the free colored class in, in Charleston, South Carolina. 
both her mother and stepfather were slaves, but were freed in 1798. This is in America. They, they were freed in 1798 in America, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Carolina. This is 1798. A lot of stuff went down in South Carolina. They were in America. Yeah, black people. They yeah. weren't brought from a ship from Africa. They yeah. were Americans. Yeah. Um, her stepfather, once he was freed, purchased, um, a you know basically a big property. It was a house hotel, basically a house in 1815, and transformed it into a hotel. Um, and Elizabeth took it over when her stepfather died in 1833 and she ran it very successfully and, and it, it remained one of Charleston's most prestigious hotels. She changed the name to the mansion house hotel. All of her staff was slave labor who were also a part of the free colored business people. Um, in 1840, she identified as the owner of slaves working in her hotel. That's who she was. That's who she was known as. Mm. The woman who had slaves working in her hotel. Interesting. Interesting. This was a black woman interesting. with status who had black slaves in America. So? I came across a guy named April. Now, April was a slave. Mm. Um. And he was owned by a man named William Ellison. Uh, and as a slave, he, he uh, you know, won his slave master's eye, uh, worked hard. Now, the interesting thing about his slavehood <laughs> or enslavement, it was more indentured servant. Right. And so through working, he ended up purchasing his freedom. Mm. Um. Not only did he purchase his freedom, he changed his name to that of his master, William Ellison. Interesting. And with his money, he ended up buying 68 slaves because he bought land Mm -hmm. and he wanted some slaves to work it so that he can help to keep the land. Um, You can read about this in a book called Black Masters. Now, um, the only reason they know of him is because there were letters found under his home. Hmm. Uh, They know of William Ellison. They know of the line after him and all that other stuff. They didn't know about April Ellison slash William Ellison, the second or whatever you want to call it. The black (laughs) William Ellison, the black, Uh, but they found letters under the home. Um, And not only that from this information, they found out that his slaves existed under the worst conditions in South Carolina. Uh, not only that, he was a slave breeder. He was a slave what breeder. What does that mean? What does it mean to breed? It means that he would give away women and keep or give away girls. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, young, he, young he sold off. He would sell off infant girls. Mm. Um, but he would keep some and use them to be, bear and birth other slaves. Mm. The black guy. Yeah. The good guys, right? The good guys. Reparations for his family. Um, and he was uh, one of the largest slave owners. One of the largest slave owners. He got his freedom at age 26. Uh, but not only that, he was the wealthiest black man in South Carolina. Uh, and he was wealthier than 90% of the whites in South Carolina. And he was the fourth wealthiest in the entire South. Mm. 
these are characteristics that should only belong to white people based on the narratives of the day, right? right. The evil guys. What else you got? Um, I'm more woman. <laughs> I'm a highlight women today. You know, equality. <laughs> Marie Therese Metois. I'm guessing that's her name. It's Matori. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Actually, no, no, no. Let me let me go to, uh, let me go to Marianne Marianne Celeste Dragon, mm. another French woman, born in 1777. Um, she was a a wealthy slave owner, out of Haiti. She moves from Haiti to the U.S. Her and her husband, I'm guessing, uh, in New Orleans. They were in New Orleans. She was a black woman who pretended to be white. She was fair skinned. Nah, fair. You call this game fair. <laughs> I go to the papers. But she had Greek and French Afri- and African ancestors. So she mm-hmm. was mixed. She was a mixed race. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband was already a slave owner mm-hmm. when she married him, another mixed race man mm-hmm. um, who owned up to 40 slaves, it says. Uh, they were all dark skinned. Um, he had two children who were Creole. Who also later owned some slaves, some of the slaves, you know, they kind of inherited the business. Mm-hmm. They owned some of the slaves too. Um, and her son was the first person, you know, Marianne's son was the first person of color to attend Georgetown University mm-hmm. and the first person of color to be appointed as a United States ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a wealthy family. You know, uh, there was, there was, they didn't, they didn't come against racism here. Mm. So you're telling me that's probably some black people in New Orleans that owe some reparations. Oh, yeah. Um, her son ended up serving as a United States ambassador to Costa Rica, oh. Nicaragua. He got some cigars. Ooh. Um, what is that name? You, Euphrosreen, <laughs> her first daughter. Um, positive. That's probably not it. Euphrosine. I don't know where you at. Okay. I'll zoom in. Uh, Euphrosine. Oh my goodness, that's it. <laughs> that, that was um, it. He nailed it. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, married somebody in a English royal house of Stuart. They were mm. just they were in big circles. These yeah. were not little. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. They were not doing yeah, that. They yeah, were yeah, big yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they owned slaves because yeah, slave. slavery was legal. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. it was economic. Mm-hmm. And people who were wealthy weren't slaves. Yeah. They were either previously freed or they were born into money, black or white or Creole or French or Greek. (laughs) They moved to America and they had slaves. A practice that took place around the world. America learned it from the rest of the world. Rest of the world. That's what Thomas Sowell is talking about when he says there's there is no other atrocity in human history that's more localized than American history of slavery mm-hmm. because it's so myopic yeah. and they've, they have just localized what took place and where it took place where people are completely ignorant about the world. And I'm going to get what I'm going to talk about why that's significant towards the end, but let me just read a little bit more after he says that Slav was used in, you know, was the word slave was the word uh, used um, from deriving from Slav in English and also European languages and Arabic. He also goes on and says, nor have Asians or Polynesians been except been exempt past. Oh, wait, I can't read. Nor have Asians or Polynesians been exempt from either being enslaved or enslaving others. 
China in centuries past has been described as one of the largest and most comprehensive markets for the exchange of human beings in the world. Slavery was also common in India, where it has been estimated that there were more slaves than in the entire Western Hemisphere. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that there was a point in time when slavery wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. Allow me. Here's another brother. His name is Anthony Johnson, not to be confused with Anthony Rumble Johnson, if you're an MMA fan. Rest in peace, Anthony Johnson. Um, Rumble, that is. Uh, Now, Anthony Johnson had some indentured servants. Mm -hmm. They worked. There's a period of time you work. You purchase your freedom or your your time is up, and it's time to go. But guess what? Anthony Johnson wasn't done. Mm -hmm. He wasn't done, my homie. And so he went to court and he demanded for his indentured servant, John Caesar, to be extended as his indentured servant. Now, John, obviously displeased with such a motion. He sued. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, wait. Yeah. John Caesar. Uh, in, uh, wait. John sued current employee of Caesar. Robert. Hmm. Wait. Was John a, a white man? <laughs> That's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. So a black man enslaved a white man? He was indentured. Oh, okay. He was indentured. <laughs> in, in Virginia? <laughs> yeah. He was indentured. Um, but I'm trying to under, I'm trying to see what I wrote here. John sued. I'm going to have to repeat. I'm going to do that over. So make sure you ask that again. School? <laughs> make sure you ask that again. Hold on. John sued current employee of Caesar, Robert Parker. Oh, employer. Okay, got it. Got it. It's Johnson. Johnson. Got it. Is his name Caesar or Kaiser? Kaiser. Okay. Kaiser. All right, let me start back. Mm-hmm. What'd you just do? Bookmarked it. So you know. How'd you do that? Hit the flag. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. So, Anthony Johnson, uh, what he did is he went to court and he demanded for his indentured servant to stay with him. He wanted the courts to extend the time of his indentured servant. Now, John Kayser was this servant. Um, and what Anthony Johnson did is he sued the current employer of Kayser because that's what slave masters for indentured servants actually were. As a matter of fact, that's the closest possible imagery to the biblical slave mm. outside of you know the, the heinous things in, in, right. in yeah. Egypt and, and stuff like that. But you, when you mention slaves in the New Testament, they were indentured servants and they were closer to an employer. Yeah, That's what it was. And so Johnson is like, nah, he's mine. Mm-hmm. So he sues Kayser's employer. Now, before I go on, you want to take a guess who John Kayser was? <laughs> was John Kayser a white man? <laughs> John was white. He was white. So we have Anthony Johnson, a black man, who is the, in, the, the, in, the, the employer yeah. of a white guy. We're talking about... This is pre-slavery, this guys. This is the 17th century. Yeah. This is pre-slavery in the United States. But I'm going to get to why. So, the current employer of Kayser was Robert Parker, Johnson sued, and then in 1655, the courts ruled that Johnson could hold Kayser indefinitely. 
The court gave judicial sanction for blacks to own a slave of their own race. Wait, that can't be right. Because that means Kaiser wasn't white. No, it, no. What it's saying is that. Because what I'm seeing here about Anthony Johnson was that he owned many slaves, a lot of which were his own people. Yeah, right. Doesn't say you know, he ain't excluding so let nobody. Me, let me run that back then. Let me run that yeah, back. Yeah. So in 1655, the courts ruled in Northampton, mm-hmm. VA, that Johnson could hold Kaiser indefinitely. As a matter of fact, this turned into the first case of permanent slavehood. Slavery began with a black guy as the slave owner. And as a result of that, the courts ruled even further that blacks could own slaves of their own kind, of their own race. And obviously, based on the stories that we just told later down on, that ended up changing a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Kayser, John Kayser became the first permanent slave and Johnson the first slave owner. Mm-hmm. Happy Black History Month. I'm going to read a couple more. Did you have one? Um. Nothing as cool as uh, the ones I read already. Yeah, well, it, it, it's getting interesting now. Because now we got Dilsey Pope. I'm going to join you. I'm going I'm to join you. I mean, it's really the same. I mean, my list is, this, you know, the same story. Uh, you know, you have slaves that either purchase their freedom after working it off as indentured, indentured servitude. Um, they purchased their freedom and then was like, hmm, I need to make some money. Let me go buy some slaves mm-hmm. so I can get rich. That's they exactly got rich. Right. They, they got, got wealthy. Rich. And um, I mean, the, the the judicial system at the time in America supported it. It wasn't, supported it. It wasn't against black people owning slaves. Right. It was about economy. It was property. Yeah, that's right. Um, and somewhere down the line, uh, more lies were told, more propaganda being used. The same propaganda being used on us today. Yeah was used to put black people as the lesser and white people as the greater. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, black and white were created. Right, right. They were created. And these are the things you're not allowed to learn in school because school is meant to make you a subject of the government. Right. You, you're meant to be a subject of the state, not a free thinker, not critical thinking. Mm-hmm. You're meant to have to use a calculator in order to push the, the picture buttons on the McDonald's cash register yeah. in order to come up with where the not somebody gets a burger or fries. I don't know how you use a calculator to do that, but that's just <laughs> the way it is now. I wonder how many proponents of CRT would be for this. To be, be for this, yeah. Because the reason we got angry in, further, in, in former episodes is because the people who push CRT aren't for truth. You're not for justice. You're mm-hmm. for lies. Mm-hmm. The people who are for truth and justice and lies, they don't push CRT. Either they do, they learn, and they stop, but no one knows this history and continues going unless you are just evil. Right, right. And you want desegregation or you have some pride that you want to exact in your own heart. And, and the, the, the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter <clears throat> is, I'll be trying to do Morgan Freeman, I can't do it. You cannot. Um, the truth of the matter is. Anyway. That's like somebody <laughs> from Savannah, Georgia. That's fine. Savannah. 
<laughs> the thing is, the truth of the matter is, I, I, most people don't know this. No, they don't. Where would they learn this? You'd have to go looking it's for true. this information. And Not that's teaching my point. This in school. That's we, my point. We actually watched the Roots in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, forget that, bro. We were trained to be angry. Yeah, right. Thank God for our parents mm-hmm. who well-rounded us, mm-hmm. took us outside of Baltimore City, helped us experience the world. Mm-hmm. They well-rounded us and they taught us and they trained us to be individual thinkers. You know the amount of people who do not get that? And that's not a black thing. No. It's not a black thing. Don't worry. It's getting very Jerry Springer now. It's getting a little interesting. Dilsey Pope. She was a free woman. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a problem. She was in love with a slave. Mm. She was in love with a slave. So, you know... um, just like the notebook the notebook she she bought him she bought the man she loved in order to marry him now that's what the notebook was about no damn. oh oh, oh I'm i can't say, believe you. with two what <laughs> so this is so this is what happened you're probably thinking, okay, she bought the man that she loved. Now he's free. No, there were certain emancipation laws that prevented slaves um, from emancipation. So uh, it was common for people to own family members because of these laws that existed. They would own family members so that technically, yes, they are a slave, but their master is their kin, their mm. spouse or something like that. And so we have Dilsey Pope, this black free woman who uh, buys a slave that she loves and she marries him. She marries him. Um, and so, you know, one night, you know, as they're just enjoying their evening, he pissed her off. And like any woman would do, she Get on ba- sold his Get butt. Get on back in the cornfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> sold his butt. Don't make me some hay. To her neighbor, mm-hmm. a white slave owner. She sold him. Mm-hmm. Now, when she got over her anger, she went to her neighbor and tried to ask for him back to purchase him back. Take a guess what the neighbor said. No. It's he is a good worker. <laughs> he said, nay. <laughs> nay. Nay, nay, nay. Seeing as how this is my establishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I got another. I got another. Jacob Gaskin. Guys, can you remember that all of these people are black? Yeah, these are all black people. These are these are all black. Um Jacob Gaskin. He was born free because his mother was free. But his pappy was a slave. <laughs> I know that I don't say pappy. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, man. Now, there are aspects of this that we have to try to make light of. Probably. Uh, What's funny is how much honey gasps. Yeah, where it's Things, very I mean, angering. Years and years, years ago. And years. Even, even the fact that this is Black History Month is yeah, yeah, yeah. foolishness. It's foolishness. Even, especially today, because we don't talk about any accomplishments. No, anymore. we don't. We, we don't. talk about LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not changing the world by scoring 38,000 points. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about Frederick Douglass. We're not talking about Langston Hughes. We're not talking about those guys anymore. Yeah. yeah. So we have another scenario. We have another scenario. His mother's free. He's free, but at the time of his birth, his father was a slave. So we have the same type of scenario where his father is the property mm-hmm. of someone else. Uh, but, but you know, I'm sorry, not the same situation quite yet. Not the same situation. He got older, later teenage years, and he bought his father. He bought his father. Um, but 
he was with his homies mm-hmm. one day. You know, his other free homies. Nolans. This is Nolans. And his father disciplined him. He reprimanded him. Mm. Take a guess what he said. <laughs> Wait, he made him a slave again? What do you mean again? He was already a slave, baby. I thought he was free. No, he wasn't free. He bought him. Oh. He bought him. And so, you know, the father pulled out the spank spank and he cracked the whip and sold him. He even bragged about his friends. He bragged about his friends selling his da- about selling his uh, bragged to his friends about selling his dad saying that I quote he need to learn him some manners. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, hey, look. I just I'm just here I'm just here to read history for you, baby boy. I'm just here to read history for you. What's his name? What's his name again? Jacob Gaskin. Jacob Everybody Gaskin. take a note. Jacob Gaskin. Um how we doing on time? We can yeah. start to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's there's it's more. Just, yeah, there's just a lot. You know, there's there, a lot. There's more, guys. There's so much. Oh, that's the wrong way. There's there's so much more. Mirrors. Yeah, there's so much more. And here's why we're doing this. It's nothing new. We talked about it in our episodes. From the riot episodes, mm-hmm. from the cop police, uh, cop uh, policing and people getting shot episodes, to the politics episodes, to the you ain't black by Joe Biden episodes, mm-hmm. to the Donald Trump is a racist and everybody who voted for him is a racist episodes. All of that nonsense is rooted in lies. It's rooted in lies. There are aspects about this that we know are going to be the case. We live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. There is the, the prince of this world, the deceiver, the adversary, the liar himself who looks to do nothing but steal, kill, and destroy. He prowls around looking for someone to devour. But this is what makes me angry. How many times did you hear when the church is called to arms? And Christians begin feuding with one another when one Christian says, this is a sin issue. Mm -hmm. And the other one says, it's more than that. (laughs) What does that even mean? Right. How could it possibly be more? Mm -hmm. This is at heart a sin issue. It is fundamentally a sin issue. The fact that slavery is proliferated across the world and through history shows that it is a sin issue and the beautiful aspect about knowing that it's a sin issue is twofold one it unifies us because every single one of us struggles with sin two there's a tangible explicit clear answer jesus christ mm-hmm. what has the non-tangible non-explicit and confusing answer gotten us a bunch of books a bunch of different sunday school classes a bunch of false teachers sitting up in their pulpits saying a bunch of nonsense and more division and more division we just read you a list of slave owners very wealthy mm-hmm. slave owners very prolific slave owners who are not only not white they're black. Yeah. I wonder how many of them taught their slaves about Jesus. You know, that, that white Christian slavery. Yeah, that, that white the, that Christian the slave slavery. owners taught black people. All of these lies. And we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. So I'm just praying that Christians begin to actually talk about this. Pillar and buttress of truth you are. 
Buttress. Buttress? I don't know any of these words. It's fine. I'm going to read a little bit more. Uh, let, me, let me read from here, and I'll end, I'll end here. I'm just going to read some stuff um, for more people to know because, uh, the, you know, I get it. There are people who don't want to know history, uh, and we're not counting on them. You know, the new fads are out. People have their, all their books out about, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, the newest thing, and people run to that book so that they can show that they're the coolest white person um, and how they know the struggle of black people and how they're not as racist as their family and their friends. And, and that gives them some sense of pride and exaltation amongst their white brothers and sisters. Uh, and then the other part of white America actually does love people, isn't racist, but feels forced to be quiet because they disagree. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, this is an encouragement. That's not your heritage. Right. You, you, you come from a heritage of a world that also proliferated for the very first time race based or ethnic based slavery. That is a real thing in this country. It's still real. There was ethnic based slavery where white was against black and there were white counterparts who fought and died to make sure it doesn't stay. Mm-hmm. That's your heritage. Some people might be saying, well, that's not for all white people because some of them were slave owners. Yes, some of your family, too. We just read it. Okay. Anybody last name Johnson? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read some more of black, rednecks, and white liberals. The instrumental use of history and the instrumental use of the history of slavery today also underlies the claim that slavery grew out of racism for most of its long history, which includes most of the history of the human race. Slavery was largely not the enslavement of racially different people for the simple reason that only in recent centuries has either the technology or the wealth existed to go on to another continent to get slaves and transport them on mass across in mass across an ocean. People were enslaved because they were vulnerable, not because of how they looked. The peoples of the Balkans were enslaved by fellow Europeans as well as by the peoples of the Middle East for at least six centuries before the first African was brought to the Western Hemisphere. Before the modern era, by and large, Europeans enslaved other Europeans, Asians enslaved other Asians, Africans enslaved other Africans, and the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere enslaved other indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere. Slavery was not based on race, much less on theories about race, only relatively late in history did enslavement across racial lines occur on such a scale as to promote an ideology of racism that outlasted the institution of slavery itself the same ideology that exists today yep. that people are pumping into their schools to create more government and state robots and it's actually seeped into the church where people actually don't value Jesus and the truth that he came to preach they value their neighbor and they want to make sure their neighbor doesn't call him racist <laughs> that's it that's what your life is rooted in and then you have black cowards who are like, here's my chance to score. I'm going to write a book with a bunch of nonsense, saying a bunch of incoherent jibber jabber and people who are clamoring for information because they're either gullible because they really want to be loving and they don't want to be considered a racist. They'll buy it. And then there are people who are like, yeah, that's right. I'm better than my white family. I'm going to buy it and show them just how better I am. Rinse and repeat. Uh-huh. Our politics, our schooling, our sermons. 
It's rooted around this nonsense. All right. <laughs> Happy Black History Month, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't got nothing else. I don't have anything else. Um, I, I, I think we had planned on doing a third in this series, Narratives Against the Narrative, right? We might. We might. I don't know. I think we were going to maybe talk through. More about white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Advocates. Yeah. Advocates. Because the country can't be full of white races, also the only or one of the first to abolish slavery. Yeah. Um, those both can't be true. They're mutually exclusive. So um, we hope that you guys learned a lot in this episode. I hope that you guys who are listening to this stuff and they were like, yeah, I knew it already. Take a deep breath with me real quick. Stop thinking about the people you were just thinking about during this episode. <laughs> Have some grace, but still go back on the front lines. We need your voice. We need people to stand firm with a backbone. No more jellyfish Christians. So go back to those conversations and engage them. Engage them in truth. Engage them in love, but engage them firmly. Do not let lies triumph because they won't ultimately. Don't live by lies. Share this episode. If you need some productivity and sharing and learning, drink some matcha. <laughs> drink some magic mind. Use our promo code. It'll be on the description. Thank you guys for tuning in this episode of Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things, our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us. <laughs>